0: Hello folks, once again we trip the light golden age as we talk about the golden age adventures of Dr. Fate on Lords of Order. This is a DC's Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Episode 94 is straight ahead. Lords of Order can be found on Facebook and Google+. The website, bigtimenoise.com slash drfate is where the episodes are posted, Teal Productions is the contact on Twitter, and email is Podcast at gmail.com. More Fun Comics, the 1936 volume, issue 90, dated April 1943, is the book. Our narrator starts, To the hospital, Dr. Kent Nelson heals the sick and ailing, comes a strange patient whose mysterious malady seems to baffle all the powers of modern medicine. But Dr. Fate, man of magic and mystery, performs his own diagnosis as he blazes a clear path through the baffling maze which a cunning criminal has left behind and finds a lasting cure for, the case of the healthy patient. I also noticed over here on the side is a little insert that says, For Victory by United States... Defense bonds and stamps, and it's got a little picture of a, a militiaman from the maybe the Revolutionary War on the stamp. Over here to the side is an insert or inset, and whatever the word is. All right, uh, we come in and we see that Doctor Kent Nelson intern, I N T E R N E. Which I believe I've mentioned that spelling before strikes me as odd uh, races through hospital corridors to a patient in dire need, and the patient is laying there yelling, "Help help, I'm dying and he comes in and the nurse is there. they go back and forth. Kent does you know the check this and the check that and and everything. Finally, he's looking up uh, looking at an x-ray and he says, "This is puzzling. there isn't a single thing wrong with that man. I'll have to talk to the doctor who sent him here. He calls. No answer. No answer on the answering service. Cannot get in touch with the doctor at all. Inza comes in, reminding Kent that they had a date for a movie that evening, and he says, I I can't do that tonight, honey bunches. I have something more important that I have to see to. So he takes her to the Tower of Fate, and in his Fate togs, checks his crystal ball to find out the whereabouts of Dr. Campbell. No, Mr. Campbell's the patient. Excuse me. Dr. Wright. There he is. Uh, and he sees that Dr. Wright is tied up. So in order to get him, he takes Enza with him, which I think is just a profoundly bad idea. But uh, they locate Dr. Wright's house. They look around his house. They don't see anything. And then they find him tied up in a closet. They release Dr. Wright. A couple panels here. They sit down in opposing armchairs and have a nice little chat about what's going on. Uh, Dr. Fate asking him, you know, why did you send that dude to the hospital? Uh, And, of course, uh, Dr. Wright did not. That is why he was bound in the closet of his home. Someone has assumed his identity. As Fate and Inza are there, they are attacked. Someone throws a bottle of ether Uh, through the transom from outside the house to the inside of the house. It breaks on the floor. Not much there. A larger bottle comes through, breaks on the floor. Then a flaming object comes through to light the um, ether. But before it can, Dr. Fate picks up a bottle and throws it into the puddle on the floor. And he tells Enza that he knew by the first attack that they weren't trying to knock them out with the ether. When he determined it was ether, saw the second bottle, he picked up a bottle of chloroform, which is supposed to neutralize the effects of ether, threw that down. When the flame hit it, nothing happened because there was no longer an accelerant there. It had been chemically changed. Looking uh, at the evidence of the bottles and the, the flaming implement which we don't really know what it was looks like maybe just a little torch uh, if there is such a thing dr fick finds a clue that he feels will lead him to the true the true culprit Uh, leaving enza with dr wright which i think is just a bad idea because you don't know anything about dr wright he could be wrapped up in this scheme as well you know he could be part of it but so he leaves her there and goes to the house no i'm sorry He doesn't leave her there. No, he he leaves her later on in the story. I apologize. Uh, He takes Enza when he goes scoping out where the piece of coal that he found in mixed in with all the other things that someone threw through the ransom from outside to inside Dr. Wright's house. Tracks the coal down, goes into the house, into the basement of the house, and finds some thuggery going on there. He takes out the thugs, uh, many quips, punches one guy, and uh, this punch will bring you up in the world as the guy is lifted up off his feet. Punches another guy into a hot water heater. Says, I can see you're burning to take a crack. I I wonder if that was intended because the bad guy hits the water heater butt first. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, at me, so here's your chance. And the guy screams out, "Wow, I'm on fire because of the heat." Yeah, okay. Uh, the doctor says, "You fools, don't mess with Doctor Fate or the the fake doctor. Go after her, get her, and once we have her, we can get him to do whatever we want because we have her." So as the fake doctor goes to attack Inza, she picks up a big lump, lump of coal and throws it at him and hits him in the head. And I guess. Uh, dissuades him. Uh, I don't know. After that happens, we don't see the two of them in the story, so it it doesn't really tell you what happened, so it it must have worked. So Dr. Fate starts throwing other pieces of coal at the other guys, um, continue fighting until one of them goes over to the furnace uh, with a shovel, gets some of the hot coals out, and throws them in Dr. Fate's face. Dr. Fate is then standing up with Enza over him, She says, oh, I was afraid you'd been burnt. He said, no, and the fire won't burn me. But these live coals shocked me and took away my breath for a minute. Now to return to Dr. Wright. But he was just here because that was the fake Dr. Wright. And he guessed that the coal came from the house of Mr. Campbell, who is the patient in the hospital. So that's whose house they're in. Mr. Campbell and sure enough the fake Dr. Wright and several of his hench people were tunneling and they were attempting to tunnel to Blair Bank because it's uh, the, from Campbell's house because Campbell's house is the nearest house to the bank. So they go back to Dr. Wright's office. Uh, fate catches him up on the story, asks, if, have you noticed anything else missing here in your house? And the doctor looks around and says, you know, oddly enough, Uh, The only thing that was stolen is a book of animal diseases. Dr. Fate determines, ah, well then that probably is our next ploy. Now, Enza, you stay here with Dr. Wright. Which I guess since he's interacted with the dude twice, um, he's okay now. Dr. Wright is. It's cool to leave my girlfriend. The girlfriend of a superhero who uh, would provide much leverage to anyone that was able to grab her, right? Right. But Doctor Wright's not going to do that. So, um, Doctor Fate, excuse me, flies to uh, the home of Din Din, the dog movie star, because he'd recently read where the dog was sick. Put that together with the fact that a book of animal diseases was stolen, he assumed this is going to be the next scene of the crime. Well, just as he gets there, a doctor, a a, a uh, Quartet of doctors is leaving with Dinden. Uh, Dr. Fate talks to the owner and finds out that, you know, they're veterinarians. They were here to diagnose. They're taking the dog back to their kennel to treat him. Dr. Fate says, no, um, actually, they're not. And he takes off after him. In the midst of the chase, the bad guys convince Dinden. Oh, it just dawned on me. I guess that's supposed to be Tintin, the, the dog st- or Tin or no. Tintin was a boy, wasn't he? Uh, okay, anyways, I'm sorry. I transgressed uh, wrongly there. My fault. Um, Din Din is convinced by the fake veterinarians to attack Dr. Fate, which he does. He jumps out. Dr. Fate wrestles him a little bit. Then he says, Shew. I almost went to the dogs that time, but that phony vet didn't get what he wanted. Now I'll return Din Din to his owner. The rest won't be so easy, though. And he's flying with Din Din, who's still growling at him, carrying him by the back of his collar. Now, I would think carrying him by the back of his collar would cause the dog to choke out, ultimately go unconscious, well, go unconscious, and ultimately die, because that's where all the animal's weight is, right? But, so... Uh, now, Dr. Fate is like some kind of animal killer, oh man, If these stories came out nowadays with all the everyone being sensitive to and and uh, concerned about and and insulted by and taking offense with uh, oh man wow it 's funny to think how these stories, like this, if they were written now, would be just utterly torn apart. I can just imagine the Twitter storm every time. An issue of this book, more fun comics, multiple stories. Every time it came out, it would just be attacked every which way. Um, we see that Dr. Fate and Enza are together talking about what's going on next. You know, he, he still hasn't caught the guys, and he's trying to figure out where they're likely to show up again. He realizes that there's a medical convention in town that starts that night, the night that he's speaking with Enza. So he goes, and we see in a panel that one of the doctors says, um, that doorknob stuck a needle in my finger. And Kent thinks to himself, you're not the only one. Every doctor who's gone in has been stuck by that same needle. And then uh, someone all robed up and in disguise jumps into the main meeting room. And exclaims, one moment, tonight every doctor in this audience has had an unpleasant experience. A needle was jabbed into his finger. That needle injected nitroglycerin into his blood. And one of the doctors jumps up and yells, what? Help! I'm going to explode! And immediately Dr. Fate jumps up, knocks him out and subdues him. Takes off his disguise um, and tells us that a real doctor knows that it is a heart stimulant, and it's not going to cause you to blow up. Only a crook would assume that. And the final panel is Kent and Enza telling Mr. Campbell that he's fine to go home, and Mr. Campbell is saying, I'm dying, and they tell me I'm healthy. These doctors don't know their business. Kent responds to Enza only. Strange, Enza. Some people would rather be sick than well. And our narrator finalizes... Your pulse will beat faster as you follow the stimulating trail of Dr. Fate and enjoy the thrills of a man, The Man of Mysteries, Astounding Adventures, in next month's issue of More Fun Comics. And there we are, guys. So, um, somebody get in touch and tell me what you think about these stories. I know there's a lot of you that listen that are familiar with the Golden Age and the... Uh, Styles and sympathies of the creators. Uh, it was definitely a different time than it is now. We, we nowadays are just constantly bombarded in media, uh, particularly geek media, about people taking offense. Someone takes offense at everything, and um, it, it's just it's it's gotten it's gotten tiresome. It's gotten overboard, um, but yet. The things that we see now, as far as pop culture media, is nothing compared to what it once was. I mean, think of uh, Shirley Temple movies and uh, vaudeville, uh, these comic books, all of the things, and those of you that know comic books can name hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of examples of clear clear insensitivities, much less things that nowadays people, you know, somebody would, would stiffen up and say they take offense at. Um, so I'd just let, let me know your thoughts on that. And, and let's let's start a, a discourse if we can, um, comparing and contrasting the two. I'll be interested in sharing anybody's observations with the rest of the listeners and, and add my own if, if they seem pertinent at the time. But let, let's do that. And let's start talking about these these differences and things and see how you, the comic book podcast listener, feels about it. Uh, Next time out, All-Star Comics, the 1940 volume, issue 16, cover dated April-May 1943. Thanks a lot, guys. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative, 3.0 unported license.